Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cornerstone Christian Church of God podcast, where we are devoted to bringing restoration and transformation to all. To stay connected and find out more about what God is doing in His church, please visit our website, cccghq.org. Thank you so much, and we hope you are blessed by this message. Unlimited possibilities. In the first service, we focus on God being a God of possibilities. And he said to us himself through Jeremiah, Behold, I am the Lord God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me to do? Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything, is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything, anything, anything too hard for me? Is there anything, is there anything too hard for me? That is God speaking. I'm sure his voice sounds better than that. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. There's nothing too hard for God to do. Beloved, Remember, there's nothing too hard for God to do. It might look hard because we are so fixated on it. But there's nothing too hard for Jehovah to do. Some people call him Jehovah overdue because he overdoes himself all the time. If we just give him an opportunity, he's always on time, always on point. He knows what he's doing. He's a healer. He's a provider. He's our guide, he's our protector, he's our defender, he's all things to us if we allow him. When he was introducing himself to Moses, Moses asked him, what do I say to the people if they ask me, who sent you? And God said to him, say, I am sent you, which means I cannot be boxed. I am so dynamic I am so dynamic that you cannot box me. I am what I am. Depending on the day, depending on the season, depending on your needs, I am what I am. I am who I am. I am where I am. So it means that God is saying that he has no limitations. And we looked at man in the second service. Even outside of God, Man is able to do unimaginable things. And we have to remember that as Christians because every now and then you look around you and see unbelievers prospering. And you need to ask yourself, what what am I missing? Because, you see, God made the Tower of Babel folks to lose their language because even without God, they were able to build a tower to heaven. How much more with God? If without God, those people could come together and even God was threatened. Imagine that. Even God was threatened. I said in the, in, in, in the second service that I watched the documentary, um, you know, on YouTube on, on, on some structures that human beings made. And, and you look at the Great Wall of China as an example. And you just imagine the ingenuity of human beings. 
Angels did not make the wall. You look at some of the parts and you're wondering, how could they have built this wall here? You look at the pyramid of Giza. In those days, ancient civilization, yet everything is properly aligned. That is man without God. How much more man with God? So we need to go out there and manifest the goodness of God. First Peter chapter 2, it tells us that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation called forth to show a special people that we may proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are not ordinary people. But yet, Goliath had the grace to be huge, but he was born a baby. Some of you think you are not great because you are in your baby stage. Yet, you ought to just keep growing and never give up. And suddenly, Goliath would emerge. Maybe not Goliath because he was killed, but your, your, your giant stature would emerge. <laughs> Amen. Because you're looking at yourself in the mirror. When we prophesy to you, we are telling you what God, who is not in time, has seen. But there are times when your current reality does not match the future. And that is the way it is for everybody. But we must keep going to bed, waking up every day, doing what we need to do. And one day, one day, one day, Jesus came to the earth as the Messiah. Yet, he was playing soccer on the street, perhaps, or whatever game they were playing. They're like every other child. Yet, angels would be, every time would, someone was going to tackle him, angels would break their leg quickly. So, you not break the leg of a Messiah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> ah, until parents who warn their kids, you better not play with that guy. He's different. But as Jesus grew, he got to the age where his messianic stature began to come out. The next thing they knew, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not the carpenter's son? May the Lord change your status for better in the name of Jesus. Now we're looking at unlimited possibilities in the word. In the word. In the word. In the word. This is why I'm so grateful we have the opportunity to read through the Bible this month. Now, let me speak to some people who are still in Genesis. You see, in the beginning, <laughs> God made the heavens and the earth. But God did not stay in the beginning. So please keep moving forward. Come and meet us in the new covenant. In the new testament. I will not tell you where I am, but I am in a good place. Amen. Amen. I'm in the book of Mark. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you. <laughs> I'm happy we get to read the word. You see, Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 15, 16, Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I'll read that again. Your words were found, 
And I ate them. And your word, your words were found. And I ate them. And out of the words, your word now became to me at different points in time, the joy and rejoicing of my heart. When your heart is filled with his words, at different points in time, what you need from the words will be released unto us. And that is where unlimited joy begins to flow from. Everybody gets attacked with discouragement. Everybody gets attacked with sickness and disease and, and, and demonic manifestations. But when you are filled with his words, you cannot be attacked for too long. You cannot be down for too long because his word will come out of the words you have received. And it will become the rejoicing of your heart. Can I hear believing amen? amen. In Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. The word is so important that the angel appeared to a man just to tell him to eat the word. Jeremiah said he ate the word. Not literally, I don't think. But this was literal. Remember, this was a revelation. So I can't come visit you and I say, where's your Bible? You say, oh, pastor, I ate the Bible. No. Moreover, he said to me, son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll. Remember, the word then was not a book. It were, were scrolls. Eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. Someone was sent to me, said to me, Pastor, I see you don't use so many notes and da, 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 da. You see, when you eat the word, you can, you can speak from the word at any point in time. There are some people, they've eaten so much fear that they, they, are, they are distributors of fear. They can tell you a specific mosquito that if this one bites you, you are dead. How do they know? They, they've eaten lots of fear. That's why they spend their time studying what can kill them. But they don't take time to study what can keep them alive. We focus on life. And life overshadows death. So I opened my mouth and it caused me to eat that scroll. That's what we do when we come to God's presence. We are being forced to eat scrolls. Some people, we have to force them. Some, their mouths are already open. And then they drink water with it. Whatever category you are in, you must eat the word of God today in the mighty name of Jesus. Your amen can be louder than that. And he said to me, son of man, feed your belly. And the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. The realm of abundant faith is a realm of abundant words. If your heart is not filled with his words, you cannot have faith. Because when the day of evil comes, you'll be drawing from an empty place. We draw from the word. And, and I can tell you, the day of challenge will come to everybody. Everybody. Including Jesus. Everybody. He was on the cross and he said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, why have you forsaken me? Everybody would experience, not because it was your fault. In some cases, we experience evil because we were obeying God. 
Didn't you read in your Bible that the Lord led, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So he was fed to the devil by God himself. But he came out of it protected because he was full of the word. When the devil came and said, turn this bread to say, say, no, 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 man shall not live by bread alone. Peace out. Amen. I mean, he was just dishing it out to him. No, you shall not test the Lord your God. He thought I was sleeping. I was reading the word. So when the time of battle came, he had what to say. He had what to say. And he said to me, son of man, feed your belly. Not with fast foods, but with the word of God. And fill your stomach with this crow that I give you. So I ate. And it was in my mouth like honey in sweetness. Hmm. Glory to God. It was in my mouth. Not in my head. In my mouth. There is something about the way the old folks used to read the word that made their faith greater than many people today. Jeremiah, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth. From your mouth. You meditate on it day and night. There's something about speaking the word you have found. Even though you know what John 3 16 is. When you are told to open it, still open it. Humble yourself and open it. So you can read it out again and say it again. Because there's something about the speaking of the word. Not just the reading, but the speaking of the word. Can I hear a believing amen? amen. Can I hear a better amen? amen? And then, verse 10 to 11, he came again. Moreover, he said to me, son of man, receive into your heart all my words that I speak to you. And hear with your ears. And go get the captives. And all that. Receive my word into your heart. How long does God have to say the same thing to you and I before we receive it? How long does God have to say, do not fear? Do not fear. Do not fear. Before we do not fear. How many times does he have to say, I am with you. You are not alone. You're not alone. Yet, he's there. When you are texting everybody, I'm just alone. I just feel alone. And God is saying to you, you are not alone. You're not alone. But you are saying, I am alone. I am alone. Nobody's with me. Yet, God is saying, you are not alone. When are we going to believe his word? I pray to begin from now. Lord, whatever you say is what I believe. Don't let your feelings speak to you more than the word of God. Because even while you're feeling weak, somebody else is still drawing strength from you. And it happens a lot. You see people claim they are depressed, they are heavy. Yet if someone was in need and reached out to them, they can minister to them. What a mystery. It's like your phone battery dying, saying, oh, it's dead. And then someone wants to make a call and the phone just comes back alive. And you call 911 and then the phone goes by. Say, Remember I told you I'm dead. <laughs> it goes back again. What a mystery. It's because many times we just follow our feelings. If you're prone to working out like some of us do, amen. And you go to the gym and they're telling you just keep pushing. I can't push. I, I will die. You will not die. Just push. <laughs> 
And there is a, is, you call them the spotters. And they are there to help you to the point where you cannot absolutely push anymore. Then they now take it off from you. Most of us have not reached that stage. There's still a lot of energy. Oh, too much energy. Because even in your state of I'm tired, if a lion showed up now, you run. <laughs> Yet it means that you're actually not tired. It means that it is more of a mental issue than an issue of reality. So on Thursday, we're going to be speaking about what is reality. What exactly is reality? Because when you get to the realm of faith, your reality is no longer the same as mine. Because faith creates realities. So when Jesus was thinking about Lazarus di dying, he said, no, no, he's sleeping. My reality is I cannot be alive and Lazarus will be dead. It's impossible. So he must be sleeping. But to the disciples, the reality was he's dead. Dead means finito, final. It is over. But Jesus said, no, no, no. He can only be sleeping. Glory to God. Let's take the word seriously. The word. What do I mean by the word? I mean the written word and the spoken word. You see, this Bible is not everything. It's not everything. It cannot be everything. How can it be? When Jesus, the Bible said, if everything Jesus did was written, the whole earth cannot be full, would not contain it. It means that not everything, how can everything be written there? It cannot. It cannot. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's only highlights that we need. But the, the words he's speaking to you is an addendum to the Bible. The rema you are receiving is an addition to your own Bible. We've read about Jeremiah. But there are things about my life that is not written here. But that's my own Bible, my own addition to this word. But this is the foundation. But we must build on a solid foundation, and that is this word. Can I hear a believing amen? amen? Can I hear a much louder amen? amen? What is reality? The word must form the basis of our reality. I'll give you another example. Somebody might be here now and they'll convince themselves that they are tired. They want to sleep. Yet, if Obama walked in here now, the same person who was tired will suddenly just receive supernatural energy. So now my question is, what is reality? Was that person really tired? No. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. A human being, for example, can survive for 40 days without food. It's because you're close to your fridge. That's why you think you cannot fast. <laughs> That's why you think, I'm about to die. I say, I need food. No, you can actually survive without food for 40 days. Seven days without water, but 40 days without food. Because your body stores food in different places. By the time you do long fast, you get to seven days, you begin to realize the different parts of your body that exists. Because food <laughs> will be coming out of those places. You will know now until you do long fast, you begin to realize there's food stored in your eyes. You see your eyes sinking because the food, some of it has been taken. <laughs> Amen. 
Don't do long fast except the Lord leads you to. Glory to God. So people don't think you have a disease when you're just fasting. Now, Revelation chapter 5, verse 1 to 7. Hmm. Unlimited possibilities in the word. And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel. Angels are strong. But when they now say a strong angel, you know that it's stronger than an average angel. Proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to lose its seals? What were the seals there for? To restrict access to that word. This is to tell you how important words are spiritually. Everybody's in heaven and all that, but yet certain truths were hidden in scrolls and sealed with seven seals. And I can imagine the angels cleaning the place. We'll be checking, ah, this seals, this scroll is still sealed. Nobody can open it. But that's what they were doing. And then the Bible says in verse 3, and no one in heaven, on the earth, or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look at it. I've said this before when I've thought about this. You see, the preoccupation of God's must be to get revelation. Pursuing seals to open seals. I've had countless visitations. Been given books, ancient books and books. You see, people don't wake up to begin to make sense just from nowhere. No. Books to be eaten. It is one thing to read the Bible. It's another thing to understand the Bible. It's one thing to be living your own life. It's another thing to understand the life that you yourself are living. Some people don't even understand their own life, yet they are the subject in their own life, but yet they don't understand. But when the word enters you, it lightens everything around you. Things begin to make sense. I wept much because nobody could open. We need this book opened. Do you know the value of the book we have? Do you know how many people died in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the dark ages just to preserve the Bible? Then, then we were ushered into the era of enlightenment. Now we have the Bible on Apple TV. We have the Bible on, on your phones. We have the Bible. You can read it as you're sleeping and pretend like you're reading. We, can, we have it everywhere. You can look at the Bible, hear the Bible, feel the Bible. I mean, maybe we have taken it for granted. Just maybe. The Holy Ghost will remind people, read the Bible. I'm tired. I'll read it tomorrow. Yet, yet, people will gather in those days. It's in the Bible. They didn't have the Bible, they would gather and saw a scribe who would be reading it to them. Until the next time they could come read it again. They couldn't say, sorry, I didn't hear that, repeat it. If you didn't hear it, <laughs> you did not hear it. <laughs> ah, yet we see it everywhere. Bible, thank God for you version, even made it even more 
available to everybody. All kinds of languages. My native tongue, Yoruba, the Bible is there. I can even listen to it. It's music to my ears. I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the living creatures, in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. All the story just means, look at what Jesus went through just to give us access to the seals, to revelation. To be able to know I don't have to die of sickness. I can actually be healed. That's revelation. Someone came to me many years ago with a, with a sexually transmitted disease that they said cannot be healed. But I said to the individual, do you believe God? Do you believe God? I, I, I mean, I, you shouldn't have been in this situation. You got it because you were engaging sexually, but you have repented. You can be healed. Do you believe? Took a while. I believe. Now the person is living free of that disease. Somebody came to me again recently with the same thing. And I said to them, I said, somebody has already been delivered from this. So you too can be delivered. That's a revelation. We must not take for granted. He himself took my infirmities. Many people have died of sicknesses they could have been healed from. The power of revelation, the word. I don't have to be as poor as a church rat. I'm not trying to prove anything. No, there's no certificate of poverty. No, I don't need that. I can be very holy and be extremely wealthy. Can I hear an amen, somebody? That's revelation. It is part of the seven seals that was opened. I don't have to be running away from the devil. No, I can have dominion over the devil, over darkness, over principalities, over powers. That is part of the seven seals, revelation. So somebody will tell me, oh, I used to be afraid of the dark. But now she's able to move freely in the dark. My wife will tell you, I, 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 I like to move around the dark. Just leave the lights off, I'm good. Because there was a time where I was afraid of the dark. Now I want to punish the dark. <laughs> I, I want to punish so leave it dark I'll move around and dark try to touch me and we'll see what will happen seven seals the power of the word the moment you get it you are free the moment you get the word you are free you know I, I, I never imagined I could release music I never imagined God gave me the few songs, and then, and then I believed. First, he showed me a musical video. That was a shocker of my life. That's how the whole journey started. I said, God, who is this? I know <laughs> I'm representing the church. Maybe you're speaking about the church. This is, that's you. That's where the Divine Encounter video came from. 
and I believed it, and then the entire album came, and then now three albums. Now, now, last year, I was in prayer, and God said, I've given you the ability to create music. So you don't have to wait for me to give you songs. You can actually get, pull the songs. And, and I realized that, and many people here have that grace too. Because our job is to open doors. And as many people as possible who want to enter can enter in. So when some people feel like they have to smoke something to get inspiration, we just have to be somewhere. We just have to meditate. We just have to just be in his presence. And we are getting songs. Revelation is very powerful. There are things you would hear that would change your entire life. Do you know that there are people here whose names will be known all over the world? In a very good way. (laughs) I praise you. I praise you. Oh, Lord, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. In my life, in my life, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing all the time. I lift my hands, I lift my hands in praise of your name. I lift my hands, I lift my hands in grace of your name. You don't know what you're capable of until you get into his presence and you stay there. He begins to show you who you are because in his presence, there's fullness, not just of joy, but even of revelation. One word from God. You see, we fall into fear because the devil gave you a word. What if you have an accident today? That's just a question but full of arrows. And suddenly, the next time they got into the car, their hands began to shake. No, one word can drop people into fear. In the same way, one word can take you into faith. Imagine God saying to you, what do you have to lose? That word alone can just break away limitations. Why am I so cautious? Why am I just so afraid? What do I have to lose? And suddenly, everything. Do you know, I used to be afraid of applying for jobs. Until, and I've said this many times, until I, I, I heard from God. And he said, what is your problem? What do you have to lose? Is it that the HR manager will call you and say, how dare you apply? for? Who, who, <laughs> who do you think you are? People are applying and you apply. In fact, to punish you, we give you the job. 
And that delivered me from fear. Because in my mind, I'm like, ha, how can I apply? But now I just, now I don't apply anymore, but just apply. CEO, apply. Apply. Director, apply. Maybe they'll just call you for interview just for fun. So look at this newly, new, new grad. Apply for CEO. Okay, let's call her. Hi, how are you? My name is, ah. <laughs> she's confident. So how will you do this job? And you just ace the whole thing. And, 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 they, and they get confused. And they're like, you know, you know, why don't we just give her a chance? I mean, what do we have to lose? And it's 10 years now, and they are still giving you a chance. The word of God is laced with unlimited possibilities. Oh, if we can just hear his word. You know, I used to struggle with, with the fear of rejection. Until I heard him say, I love you. <laughs> now, anybody can say, I love you, or can, can say, I hate you, and can say whatever. It doesn't mean anything anymore. That word has sunk inside. It has taken root. It has taken, it made my entire body to shiver. It has taken root deep inside. I was raised by very emotionally secure parents. Should love, acts of service and all that. Maybe not words, but acts of service and giving and everything like that. Amen. <laughs> African parents are, you know. <laughs> Glory to God. They are all different. All different in different ways. They might never tell you sorry, but they'll just give you more meat. <laughs> and you get the message. <laughs> God is good. I love you. I said I'm proud of you. And suddenly that 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 striving to impress just disappeared. I am good enough. Before Jesus did any miracle, the father came and said, "This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased." There are some wives today who are not enjoying their marriage because your husband don't affirm you. You cannot rely on affirmation from a human being. That's, that's you being crippled. No, it's good. If they can, it's good. But why not get it from the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Man, you are doing the best you can, but your wife doesn't seem to appreciate anything. Why don't you get validation from the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever? If God tells you you're the best husband, no matter the woman or what she says, it would not shift anything. There are unlimited possibilities in the word of God if we can take our time to search for it. What you find has more value than what is given to you for free. His words, I found and I ate them and it became the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. We share words in the house of God, but even finding from what we have shared is work. Because Jesus said, Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 and verse 24, I love this. This is very deeply prophetic. Deeply prophetic. Mark 4, 24 and 25. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. 
Be careful with what you hear. With the same measure you used to hear, it will be measured to you. So we are sharing words, but some give us 5% attention, 95% attention to their phones. Some give us 10% attention, some 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. It depends. Be careful what you hear. Another scripture says how you hear, but this one is saying what you hear. If you put yourself in a place where everything being said is fearful, the same measure will be measured back to you. More fear, more fear, more fear. If you stay in a place where faith is being shared, guess what? Your faith will keep increasing and increasing. You don't know how much faith you have for healing. You don't yet know. You don't know until you go and be among people who have not been hearing any testimony on healing. Then you realize that, oh my goodness, there's a shift. Now you can be bold enough to even say, pain, I command you to be gone. It's because you've been hearing testimonies. You've been hearing the word. When you get to another environment that perhaps they've not been sharing things like this, you realize how difficult it is. Where a minister can be advising people, has turned to a pharmacist, have you taken tiny law? Have you taken Advil? Don't worry. The Lord is trying to build your strength. Instead of them to rebuke the headache. That devil is a liar. With the same measure you used to hear, it will be measured to you. What does this mean? This is why I say it is deeply prophetic. If only you can pay attention. Your attention will cause more words to come to you. Take heed. Be careful what you hear. Don't let your heart become a dumping ground for people's words. In between services or so, the Lord was saying to me, said, you know, sometimes people are frustrated for you. You are not frustrated. You are not discouraged. But people are discouraged on your behalf. But if you allow that to happen, they will spread their discouragement to you. <laughs> so we must guard our hearts with all diligence. Because out of the heart flows the issues of life. A parent can come to a child. Ah, eh? you've still not seen anybody. Ah, ah. But yet you were not discouraged. You need to shut it down. Otherwise, it's a highway into discouragement. You need to tell them, no, 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 no. Dad, mom, I'm good. Yeah, you, you need to be, you're too nonchalant. No, 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 no. I'm good. Let's not start a wildfire. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And if every time we talk, this is the only thing you keep bringing up. I might have to adjust the conversations I have. Oh, yes, because, because it is my job to guard my heart. Because guess what? If I lose hope today, then what, what hope do I have? If I lose faith today, then what faith do I have? So I guard my heart with all diligence. Ah, you've been looking for work. It's been five years. What's going on? Please, relax, relax. It's not your screaming that will bring a job. Just relax. I'm good. 
Relax. Relax. I'm good. Be careful what you hear. Because the same measure will be measured back to you. What is the Lord telling us today? Take his word seriously. His word is his bond. His word is his bond. The Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no, your no. Anything additional is from the devil. In the same way with God, he has said yes to you already. Don't put pressure on him to add more to the yes. He has said you're moving forward. He has said you'll be happily married. He has said you have children. He has said that you'd increase on every side. He has said that you'll be blessed above all else. He has said that you'll not be poor. He has said that it is impossible for anybody to be small here. He has said many things. What are you holding on to? This is a month of abundant faith. Lord, don't you see my age? No, no, no. God is ageless. He's older than you. So you cannot use those words to, 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 to oppress him. No, no. But do you know one thing I know? Kenneth Copeland shared this testimony. And I mean, he has the right to, given his age, and still running on treadmill. Have you seen Joyce Meyer of late that just turned 80? Looking good, looking young, looking strong. So Kenneth Copeland said, God said to him, I've removed 10 years from your age. So you see a man in his late 80s operating stronger than some people in their 60s. God can reduce your age. So don't tell God, don't you know my age? No, 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 relax. Even in South Korea, the way they count their age is different. They've changed it now to the normal way. So how much more in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> how much more how much more I used to have eye issues now the, the things I can see <laughs> the things I can see the things I can see I'm even saying Lord uh, sometimes uh, let, let me leave that part Hmm. This is how they calculate their age in South Korea. Under the traditional age system, people are deemed to be a year old at birth. And a year is added every January 1st. You didn't understand. <laughs> Under their traditional age system, the moment you're born, you're already one year old. Not zero. Not 12 weeks, one, no, one year old, one year old. Because they say the age you started from the womb. So one year, now you realize, mm. <laughs> Because you're already alive. And then a year is added every January 1st. Meaning everyone gets a year older with the turn of the year than their actual birthday. So, if a country can choose to calculate age in a different way, how much more in heaven? So, when I turn 40, heaven says, now he is 20. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and we say, yes, sir. <laughs> so, the skin, 20 years old. But the brain is still 40. <laughs> 
Glory to God. Please rise up on your feet. Thank you for taking the time to listen and receive the fresh word of God. Before you leave, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not born again, I, Pastor Ibukun Adewusi, would love to pray with you. If you're ready to give your life to Christ right now, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God and I believe you died for me on the cross of Calvary. I know I am a sinner and today I come to you to forgive me of all my sins and to make me a brand new creation. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and making me born again. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Congratulations, you are now born again. Please reach out to us on cccghq.org slash save and fill out the form completely so that we can send you wonderful materials to help you grow on your new walk with Christ. Congratulations once again. We love you and God bless you.